This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. It's a bit of a late show this week, very much like town at Derby County, where Harry Toffolo popped up with his debut championship goal. Derby lead 1-0, but have their backs to the wall as town come forward, Toffolo into the box, dribbles between two players and scores! Harry Toffolo! What a wonderful goal! His first for town! Town's left back, it's a reward for a magnificent start, it's the equaliser at Pride Park. Town secured a valuable point in the battle at the bottom and reflecting on that with me today is a return to action for Mr Richard Kosmala and making a debut is former HTAFC SLO Nathan Hosker. Let's hit the highlights. Jetson's there, Billy in. The goal for Billy Huddersfield Town. Back at the Rob Edwards. What a goal for Rob Edwards. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Chance for a Sherry. Danny Ward saves. Danny Ward saves. Play down the left and Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. The was in. Brandon Heyer. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Get the turn it into the pass. Yes. And Tommy scored. Tommy has scored. One of the most important. 
episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Magic Rock is your perfect spot for your pre-match pint with ample selection at the tap in Birkby or Homeforth and a nice walk down to the ground from Birkby as well indeed, especially with a full stomach if you wish to uh, sample some of the decent food vendors they've got over there. So thank you very much to uh, the continued support from uh, Magic Rock Brewing. Right, welcome uh, Mr. Cosmala back to the show for after a little uh, hiatus. <laughs> Everything all right? Yeah, I've had to get a job, on that, So it's uh, <laughs> you've done that expensive Spanish habit, haven't you? Indeed, mate. Yeah, keep your voice down. I don't want to get arrested uh, since Brexit. You never know what could happen. <laughs> and uh, Nate, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast, making your debut. Uh, long overdue. Thank you very much. Long overdue. I've asked you yeah, a few times, and it's not quite tied up, has it? So uh, very much welcome on. And no. uh, via the wonders of WhatsApp, you've uh, you've joined us today. So. Uh, uh, good stuff. Indeed, so, all that lovely technological. <laughs> yeah, I thought we'd start with you a little bit. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How you got into supporting town? Maybe your favourite goal, favourite memories, and uh, about the SLO SLO rule. I think I, I think that kind of passed a lot of people by, maybe including myself a little bit. What's just let us know what yeah. what that role is, what it Agreed. does, and uh, and uh, and how that all fits together. Sure. Um, so let's let's start with when I started following town, really. So I think I'd probably say around the 97, 98 sort of season. So yeah, Steve Francis, Steve Harper and, and Alison and, and all those sorts of players. Um, I pestered my dad for a long time to bring me down to a game and he, he'd not really had a chance because he used to work away and things. So um, eventually he gave in. And then brought us down to to a few games, and that's where my interest really sparked. Um, my old man supports another team, but I ain't gonna go there. But it's not who you think it is. Not so don't worry about that. Not Bradford City. No, there. can't be as bad as that. No. Oh, it's, no, down, it's, mate, down, it's no. a southern team. Is it? it's a southern? I think you might have mentioned. No, it's a, it's a very it's a very northern team. Let's oh, okay. put it that way. More <laughs> northern than this. Inverness. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going on that side, but come down. Um, yeah. So. Um, like you say, the whole Marcus Stewart, Stewart sort of era. So obviously when he played for us, we enjoyed it, but obviously gutted to see him go. But we know how that goes. Um, then more more sort of vivid memories for myself, um, probably following season seasons after. So Nico Vassin and Ben Thornley and, and, and that sort of period where, um, again, I was still relatively quite young then, so probably about 10, 10, 11 years old. So I don't want to make anybody feel old by saying that, if that, if that hurts anybody. It's all right, because he's old, um, it's fine. <laughs> I get a pensioner's ticket sure. for Leeds away. It's my uh, plan to try and save some Oh, man, I'm jealous of I have to, to get one. Oh, no, I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Um, yeah. So what about I this think... SLO rule? Uh, SLO rule? SLO uh, role 
Um, how did how did that come up? Because it, it was kind of a new thing, wasn't it, a couple of years ago? I think you, you yes. were the first first one, weren't you, that, that jumped into the I was the first the one breach. from town, yes, sir. Into the beach. So I actually spent five years there. Um, I originally went looking for volunteer work and on the off chance just stumbled on the town website and thought, oh, I'll have a look and see if there is anything, you know, that I could do on a match day which could help, whether it be shooting or whatever. Um, like you say, I stumbled across the supporter liaison officer role um, and I applied for it and thought, well, you know, it's just one of those things if you if you get interviewed, then so be it. And fortunately, um, managed to get the interview. Um, was It was conducted by Boothie, which is nice, because obviously when you see one of your, one of your childhood heroes, that's a good thing. And unfortunately, the other one of the interviewees is no longer with us, and that would be... Uh, one Mr. David Schofield. Oh, of course, yeah. um, he got us on board to uh, to help along with everything else that was going on. So, God bless him. Um, and yes, yeah, so once the the remit was basically to look at the the entire support of supporters engagement with the club. So whether that be again match days, ticketing, travel, stewarding. Um, if something had gone on at a game, if I could then obviously speak between myself and the, the relevant security people. Um, standing outside on a, on a match day for the first few seasons with uh, my own sort of um, feather flag, as it were, to attract attention for people and for people to come and talk to me and, 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 to, and tell me things that they thought were, were, were doing all right and things like, that could be like improved. Like a sandwich board kind of thing, you know, walking around. But instead of the end, is, <laughs> instead of the end is now. Oh, I think a lot of town fans would probably yeah. have the end is now on theirs, wouldn't they? But uh, yeah, so yeah, it was probably. kind of just sort of uh, speaking to people outside. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So you've obviously passed that on. You've you've got other things that you occupy your time with now, aren't you? So just let us know. Just let us know what it is that you do now, because you've got quite an interesting uh, career, haven't you? For people like me, I think it is. Yeah, so um, I actually run down two different routes. So uh, on a full time basis, I. I a contract as a software engineer so I go and work with different clients across the UK and, and help them implement different uh, websites and mobile applications and things like that um, and also I have another company which deals with renovating and renting out and reselling uh, properties and that's currently uh, across Yorkshire but will be probably further afield in the near future Nice uh, Cool So Thanks for joining us today. So what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll crack on and, and discuss the, the game of the weekend, which was uh, Derby County 1, Huddersfield Town 1. But before we get going, I've got a flashing, uh, a flashing light on my, uh, on my road procaster. Let me just press that a second. We must have some mail. I'm so disappointed. I enjoyed the pint. The pint was really nice. I actually think the performance was, was that bad. So let's just look forward to the next game. On the road home from a very wet and windy derby where the Terriers took a point from the Rams, 
Grant still injured and Smithrow left on the bench left us with quite the uninspiring lineup, um, which did lead to a below par first half. But with a few decent chances, this did give us some hope. Came out for the second half, took it to Derby. We actually looked the most likely to do some damage. Once again, caught out from a set piece. Gave Lawrence way too much space for him to hit a very wind-assisted shot, but nevertheless, he hit it well. Uh, Lossell, no chance. Uh, and then came up that man, Harry Toffolo. Popped up with a lovely finish, uh, driving into the box. And yeah, decent point away from home and on to Swansea. Hi, this is Claire Hill. Just been pondering over Saturday's 1-1 draw against Derby County. Thought the lads were very resilient, especially after conceding again to a set piece and fought hard to equalise. Harry Toffolo's goal was well worked by him. Great initiative to intercept the ball, then pass two Derby players to send it to the back of the net at such a tight angle. He's been a great signing for us and I just think he's going to quickly become a fan favourite. Other January signings also showing what a good window we've just had. Lossell making some key saves and Stearman literally putting his body on the line to keep Derby at bay. A good point, but we really need to start to find a way to win when we're playing on top. We've had a few games now, this one and against Fulham, where we've played really well, but we've just not been able to convert the chances. Um, Against Derby, Campbell had some great chances and Willock had that great three ball at the end, but neither were able to convert. Anyway, let's hope we can build on this and take one step forward when we go to the Liberty Stadium at the weekend. So this is Graham Rayner here, uh, part-time comedian, full-time town fan, uh, just reflecting on an unexpected point away at Derby County with a fantastic goal from Harry Tofolo uh, to equalise uh, and uh, probably should have won the game. Um, I predicted that uh, after Wednesday's really poor performance we would struggle against uh, Derby County and in particular Wayne Rooney. Um, and actually what I've been doing since that game is looking into the Wayne Rooney factor with Derby. I listen to, uh, as well as this this podcast, I listen to the second best football podcast, which is The Price of Football. Uh, and uh, on there, there are um, claims that uh, Red 32, the Derby County sponsor, have actually increased their sponsorship to Derby County by exactly the same amount as Wayne Rooney has paid. So in effect, his wages are being paid for by a bookmaker. Um, and that troubled me. So uh, I uh, got in touch with some friends I know who do forensic accounting, and they uh, managed to actually look at the books and trace the funds all the way back to source. And I was really surprised by what I found, um, where the money was coming from. Uh, it was Rebecca Vardy's account. I'm Stephen John from Malaysia. The defeat against Cardiff was a bittersweet pill to swallow. So, to be honest, I wasn't really expecting so much from the, uh, from the game against Derby. But nevertheless, seeing how the, the team recovered and responded in this game was amazing enough. Now, going to halftime, I felt there was some feeling of optimism that, you know, we could actually get something out of this game. But, you know, when we considered, you know, uh, a somewhat amazing goal from Tom Lawrence, I thought, uh-oh, here we go again. But nevertheless, you know, um, I'm happy enough to see that, you know, the team didn't lose its nerve, you know, was still focusing on the game. And, of course, you know, thank you so much to Harry Tafolo for scoring such an amazing goal. It was world-class that everybody in Malaysia was, in fact, talking about it. Um, one all draw sounds decent, but I think, you know, we could have won this game. You know, I think three point was there for us, the taking. Fraser Campbell's shot was, you know, only the crossbar denied him from a spectacular goal. And then, of course, you know, Chris Wheelock could have closed it for us if it wasn't, he didn't miss this one-on-one opportunity. But I think, you know, it's a a somewhat positive result from the game against Cardiff. So I, I guess 
we can still look forward to the next match. But then again, you know, the fight for survival in the championship still isn't over yet. There's a lot more to come. Hey, it's Ian Kilroy in Brisbane. I don't think I can remember a town manager that's able to make in-game adjustments like Danny Cowley does. It's something else. Now, David Wagner did the exact opposite. He said town would play their way. And he said in England, there was too much focus spent on the way the opposition play. The Cowleys don't do that. They do exactly the opposite. They focus entirely on the first half, seeing how the other team are playing. Then at halftime, they make the adjustments based on the weaknesses that they've spotted and how they believe we can exploit it with our team in the second half. And it works week after week after week as long as the games are tight. I think that's an issue in that we're, we're out of confidence because we're at the bottom of the league. So it's more important for us currently to keep the games very tight before expressing our own style of football. And after a summer of transfers and the Cowlers bringing their own squad, from the outset, I think we'll be much better and stronger and it'll be a better platform to push on with the second half adjustments. I think we learned from the Cardiff game the importance to, to be solid at the back and not give cheap goals away, and especially away from home. So in the first half against Derby, we were a little bit more reserved and it served us really, really well. In that second half, even when we did concede, it never felt like we were going to lose. I always had the belief that we'd get something out of it. And in the end, the usual Cowley last 10, 15 minute pressure push came on. And uh, if anything, we could have won the game. And maybe we should have. But to be honest, it's a good point. We'll take that point, put it towards a total. It's another point closer to safety. It's Brady Frost, one of the writers for any takes that chance. Uh, my thoughts on the Derby game, much better response after Cardiff. Um, Derby have only lost two games at home this season. We... We could have won it at the end if Willock scores. Um, good save from Ruse. Uh, in terms of the goal we conceded, it was a bad set piece defending for me. I mean, it was still a great hit from Tom Lawrence, but Lossell couldn't do anything about it, but should be closing him down. Um, for our goal, Toffolo, great goal. Um, brilliant run, but just poor goalkeeping from them to let him score at the near post, but I'm not complaining. For me, one of the stands up was a Brian. I thought it was excellent. Uh, and the stats back it up. He won 100% of his aerial duels and dribbled for 100% success. So you can't complain. Player of the season for me so far. Um, in terms of the results, Danny Cowley mentioned that we're uh, all six teams around the relegation zone have worse away records than us. Um, so, you know, that's good performance. I think town should be all right, but it's so tight. That game against Charlton looks massive now. Um, next up, we've got the trip to Swansea. They were awful defensively against Hull. and still scored four goals, so... Hard to call what the results can be in that game, but um, yeah, we're good on the road, so I hope it continues. Please hang up. So there we go. We've got the uh, six Huddersfield Town uh, fans there leaving their thoughts uh, on the the mailbox. Uh, Cosy, we need a name for them, don't we? Uh, in line with the show, these these people, I was going to say Wopsperts, but they're, they're actually better than us, so we're pro- <laughs> it's probably going down the wrong route there already. So um, some <laughs> some great comments there that I'm really impressed with with the guys that we that are doing that. So thank you very much to uh, to Luca Dinsdale, Claire Hill, Sivan John, uh, Brady Frost, Graham Rayner. Uh, although Graham needs obviously a bit of work on his jokes, uh, and uh, Ian Kilroy Silk from Brisbane. So. Uh, Thank you very much, guys, for sending in your uh, your thoughts. And uh, and if anybody wants to to do that as well and, and get involved, just drop us a, a direct message on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any social media. Drop me an email, mattatakesthatchance.com, and uh, get you involved. Uh, Cosy, uh, you, uh, you, you, you've got this new 
brand spanking new job. Uh, so you didn't get down to Derby, but you did watch the game. Yeah, I've minutes. subscribed now to HTTV. So anyone from the club listening, um, uh, I have to uh, enjoy, stroke, enjoy every game. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I <laughs> keep my hand in it all. But I must admit, when you know, the, obviously, spoiler alert, you know the result. So the last three games have been quite weird watching it uh, for 90 minutes. But it's really weird how you see things differently because... So when you go up, when you're at the game, the emotion, the you know, you might have had a drink as well, and you, you know, sometimes you feel I'd done myself. For example, I thought the game against Cardiff, I was reading all the stuff that were coming out, you know, after the you know the game and what have you, and I, I didn't think we were too bad, to be honest with you. A lot of people kind of went to the game and texting me, you know, we were terrible, what a shambles, but I didn't think we were that bad. I just felt the goals changed the game against Cardiff. Uh, they got a lucky third to kind of put us out of the as misery, really, when, you know, I thought we should have had a penalty there. So, so you see things differently, I think, when you kind of analyse it. I feel like a bit of a an analyst, really, you know, like, a, I don't know, a broadcaster. Yeah, when I, went, when I went to Spain, I was chatting to a couple of guys who do the uh, analyst stuff for La Liga, and they say, if you don't go to the game and you, so you hear the result, you see all the you know, comments, the Twitter, you read the reports, etc., and stuff, but... When you watch it back the next day, it's a totally different thing to what you kind of would see kind of at the game and that as well. So obviously me being a bit of a kind of emotional guy, probably a lot of people are thinking, yeah, we've heard you on Radio Leeds, etc. So Kicking off. yeah, but Derby County, I thought we were excellent. Uh, thought we were the better side and I don't think Derby could have argued if they won it. Uh, we were really, really good. Uh, thought we carried on playing some nice football, which I think we've done since Fulham, to be honest with you. Since that first 35 minutes of the start of the month when, you know, they took us apart and then we got back into the game. I, I think we've played some really nice stuff after that. And uh, obviously the results have still been a bit, bit mixed, but I thought we took it to them. I thought we looked dangerous, you know, a lot of energy, uh, fully deserved uh, the draw. And uh, wow, what a goal it was too as well. Toffolo, pretty uh, pretty amazing goal that, wasn't it? Absolutely stunning. <laughs> nice little slalom in there. How did you see it, Nath? Obviously you... You, you've seen seen the get well bits of the game as well, haven't you? How did it, to me? Uh, uh, well, well, if anybody listened to last week's podcast, I think um, I can't remember what score you what score Simon predicted. I think he might have gone for a draw. He back. said what? Well, he, he said he, he did say one all. Did he? I I yeah, went for yeah, two one. Say one all, yeah. yeah, I went for two one. And then if anybody listened to Love Sport on Friday, I was on Love Sport with Matt Beadle on Friday, and I softened slightly and, and decided to go for one all. I think it was because Ian Dunn was with me, and I was a little bit starstruck, but. We went for, yeah. I went for a one-all, kind of thinking that if Derby sort of imposed themselves on us, then we'll struggle a little bit. I, I just thought maybe we would sit back against Derby, but we didn't do that. We've, we've continued to play with uh, an advanced midfielder. Andy King on this occasion came in for Emil Smith-Rowe. It's, it's quite good, Nathan, isn't it, how the cowl is, and it's very important as well that Huddersfield Town take these young loan players and they look after them, and that's exactly what they're doing with Emil Smith-Rowe. Exactly. Um, I, like I said, I would to agree with what Cosy was saying. Uh, since Fulham, we have seemed to look a completely different side in terms of going forward. Um, the young loans, Emil Smith obviously has been a, a lot more involved and, and seems to be that possible missing key that we haven't had. Obviously, Pritchard's been out a, a lot of the season and hopefully Touchwood, he'll be back to contribute later on. Um Chris Willock again, another entity who, who seems to be finding his feet and probably finding his fitness a little more. Um, I'm sure Danny Cowley will want to uh, get him on. Um, in relation to the Derby game itself, yeah, uh, I think that Lewis O'Brien did do very well again. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know how many times you can, in a season you can say that. Um, he's our player. Of the season, he, did, he did a job on yeah. Rooney, Rooney, didn't he? He didn't let Rooney out of his that, sight yeah, all afternoon. That, he really that's, li- that's literally that's literally the, <laughs> the words that were just about to come out of my mouth. Yeah, he, he managed to keep him keep him quiet, and the efforts that Rooney did have the. the they wouldn't what be what I'd expect him to probably do at, at this level. Um, he's, he's, like I say, there was an effort. I, th- I think there was an effort that I'd he'd sort of tried to sort of like place in the bottom left, and he just seemed to, to fizz, fizz away from what he was doing. So yeah, well done for Lewis. Well done to Lewis, and uh, a nice little bit of driving run for, for Toff's equaliser. I think there were a lot mentioned, weren't there, about the team selection? But I think what people got to bear in mind, especially with Smith Rowe. The guy's a young guy, you know, he's not used to playing week in, week out, game in, game out. No. And I got quite a few texts, you know, team, you what well, I can't believe you haven't picked Smith Rowe's best player a few games, but we just played at Cardiff. We haven't played Tuesday, we played Wednesday as well. So, I th- you know, Danny Cowley yeah. knows his, his players, he knows, you know, kind of who's maybe not at the 100% level as well. Another Mooney, another one who kind of, a lot of comments, because them two guys have been, obviously, to me, they've been kind of our four men really for a few weeks, certainly in the, you know, the, opposition kind of penalty area and things so it, I wasn't too surprised but there was a lot I, I don't know whether it was just the anger after the card came there were quite a few things being I think one, one thing that's important to remember as well is we've not really had a squad all season we've had so many injuries haven't we and people not wanting to play yeah. we've not really had the chance to to rotate people in and out too often and when I first saw it I was like yeah okay and then I saw sort of Campbell for Mooney and I was like mm, I, I'm quite happy with how Steve Mooney <laughs> play but to be fair Fraser Campbell Came, he did a decent job. He had that shot which hit the post, which was a great effort. And when he's fit and he, he's his head's in it, he actually gives you a lot of good options. As Fraser Campbell, he's, he's a bright, he's a bright, intelligent footballer who can link play really well. And maybe that sort of Mounier's shortfall in in some ways is that he doesn't quite work the same channels as what Fraser Campbell does. He's not, it's probably maybe just not so much his game. And you need to get people closer to Mounier, whereas Campbell can probably play a little yeah. bit further away from the rest. But I'm going to make a claim. Yeah. I'm going to make a bold claim. I'm going to say that Harry Toffolo will become a cult hero at Huddersfield Town along the same level as Tom Cowan. <laughs> By the time he's finished, he'll be as po- he will be as popular as what Tom Cowan was. His song were loud and proud, wasn't it? On Saturday, it were booming out of my ear. <laughs> MacBook, uh, what a song it is, though. It's so simple, isn't it? It's, isn't it? it was what Lincoln sang. Yeah. Is it? Oh, we nicked yeah, it off. We well, they're all nicked out there in that as well. So it's not but, quite yeah. up there with the Scott Malone one, but uh, yeah. You mentioned Campbell. I, mean, <laughs> I got to love that. Campbell couldn't have gone any closer, could he, with his effort? No, was second half, he was stunning no, as well. This is a kick effort. But I mean, what can you do? Yeah, I thought we'd be in the better side. And again, I think we should have had a penalty. The elbow on uh, Stearman, I oh, thought was it was shocking. He doesn't lose his cool much to Stearman. He's been, no. he's seen it all. But that that was very very naughty. <laughs> Step over. It was very naughty. Did you get? Go on, Nev. I was going to say, did you guys see the the little video that the club put out about Stearman <laughs> yeah, steaming down the left hand side? Over, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was brilliant. That was, yeah. The thing with the uh, the penalty, I mean the the penalty. What have you? I, I don't think the Derby defender was. Uh, Kind of, it was no malice. It wasn't on that, but, no, but it was ultimately just, it was, da- jump, it was dangerous, it? Yeah. though, wasn't it? And that's all. And on another yeah. day, I just wondered again. God, his, we mentioned- his elbow hits Stearman before he heads the ball, so for me, it's a penalty. Yeah. Um, but if you watch yeah. it in fast, it's obviously you can slow it down and look at it from different angles. But in fast, it kind of looks a bit clumsy. But when you sort of slow it down, obviously the referee doesn't have that luxury, does he? When you slow it down, he clocks him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, you know, you know. And when he came back on, 
statement where Littlefinger wagging, he was spewing. It was as if to say, mate, you know what you did there. And it was almost like, I'm, I, I think I hope he's not going to kind of retribute and get a red himself. Nice. But yeah, he was, he was proper naughty. And, and again, on back of that penalty, I thought we should have had against Cardiff. We're, we're due one, aren't we now? We're, we're, I, think, I think we've been screwed for penalties quite a lot. We got that one dodgy one, that dear Cardiff yeah. against Blackburn, didn't we? Which were a little bit ropey, but there must, <laughs> there must be eight or nine decisions this season. I'm not going to be sad enough to sort of reel them off, but there was, no, I'm joking. So that there's been like eight or nine. Where the, the worst one was Grant at home against Blackburn. We won the game, so... But the guy went through it with both feet, nowhere near the ball. It's, the so, best the best thing about the game for me is that, obviously on the back of a, a really disappointing game against Cardiff, where it... It did tail off, didn't it, in the last 30 minutes there, you know, on the Wednesday. We just <clears> came there and we played some really nice football. The Derby fans were getting on their back all the time. They were they were shocking their support. Our support were Very pretty quiet, awesome. So noisy. But I just felt I was, like it was like as if Wednesday had never happened to me. We just kept playing football. We should have won. Did you agree, Nev? I thought we should have won on Saturday. We deserved it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we, we should have won on Saturday. But like I say, a, a Derby team at home who have seemed to have picked up recently, a point is is a good thing to take away and hopefully progresses towards safety. And yeah, nearly glory for Chris Willican at the end. And I thought that was a good save, oh, to be honest no, with you. That was a brilliant save, that. It was. Just, <laughs> the moment of eyes light up and is this it? And it's like, oh, no, no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> the, only, the only kind of thing he could say that he maybe did wrong was he should have rolled it along the floor and he's given a, that little bit of height yeah. that allows him. But to, it, it, it's, not, it's not a miss, it's a save. It's a, it's a good save. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to yeah. see him on the pitch getting minutes and Andy King as well. I mean, I've... It looks like kind of, it does, Willick, yeah. in little, little stints. It's I mean, great. King's not really had much of an impact on that. And, you know, I'll, I'll steady, be honest, on some of the shows I've been on, it's, it's really kind of like... Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them. Honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, but you saw, I mean, we've got another two games coming up again, haven't we, in quick succession. So you've got to use your squad and guys, you know, out of gas, out of juice. And yeah, it, it was steady away, played really well. But yeah, I just thought on Saturday it was really refreshing because we just played... I thought we played some nice football for a while now on that. So it didn't look like the caddy game had scarred us, which was yeah. important. And I mean, what can you do about Tom Lawrence's goal? To think people were calling you on a slot. Honestly, I, honestly. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, it's, it's, what? It's through a crowd. It's, no. it was, Brilliant. It, it was through a crowd. And it, it was, was a it's mega a, goal. In, in a gale. And it was a, a, it was a brilliant goal, a brilliant strike. And, yeah. I've seen people criticising Lossell's position of being four yards off his line instead of two. But if he's two yards off his line and he puts the ball in the box, Lossell gets slated for not being in the right position to collect to collect the ball on the penalty. What spot. did you think about their keeper? Because I, I keep hearing, I know when he's beaten at the near post, you kind of say, well, it's just, but I, I thought the element of surprise, because no way he thought Toffler were going to beat all their men and unleash that. I, I 
maybe if I'm not a goalkeeper coach, man, you've been a keeper at some level. But for me, I just thought maybe some, it's my some bias. Level not worth talking about. Maybe yeah. it's my love for Ozil and Toffolo. But uh, I just thought, wow, that that is special. Like goal. It, it's, it's one of those it's where nice like, goal. goalkeeping. A lot of goalkeeping is about percentages. When when a player's in that position, you're seventy five percent sure he's going to go across goal. Everybody gets taught to go across goal, so you're already edging. That's why. That's why sometimes you know the ball comes across and people go, "How did the goalkeeper get there? He was there." And a lot of the time, you're there before it leaves his foot because you just know where it's going to go because people are programmed, pre-programmed mm. to do things. And Harry Tuffalo just—he looked like he was going to put the ball across, yeah. and then he put it near post. It's—it's it's a bit of a mix, really, whereby Keller Russ has gone a little bit too early, and he's gone without leaving a a backup mm. of a foot or a hand. Uh, but it, it's yeah. clever from Tuffalo. And to if be Lusso fair, lets I'd, that I'd in, I, say it was a clever goal. Than yeah, a, I don't complain. Yeah. If Lossel lets that in and the rules are reversed, I don't know. A lot of town fans kids, kick off, yeah. They will, I, but, I mean, to be honest, mate, you could, you, some of the top keepers in the world, honestly, that... David De Gea gets beat yeah, by and stuff like that. It's, absolutely, that would an absolute rocket. I, but, think, I think when he disguised it like Tuffalo did, it's a good goal. If, if he just kind of like side-footed it straight at him and it, it's gone in, then but, all right. But he's disguised it as Tuffalo as well. Great, it's a, it's a good goal. great character, though. We're, we're, we're there, we're playing well. We're having the chances. It looks like town. Like we always... There's been a lot of games there this year where I think it's us, but to, being a town fan, you know... You know what's going to happen here? We're playing well. We're not taking his chances. Lo and behold, Lawrence maxed the world in. We've just lost on Wednesday. Yeah. This character, you've got to say well done to Tom. The character that we've shown there. Derby, I think they've won four in a row at home. That, that's pretty impressive to come back. And then, you know, we were the one that were looking like we're going to get the th- three points at the end. I, I thought that was a real tick in the box, really, for Huddersfield. Even a good point we'd have took before the game, but just how the game kind of developed and how we got it. I, I was really chuffed with that. Yeah, there's definitely more character in that squad now than what there was six months ago, for sure. Um, I think six months ago, we'd have we'd have lost that 3-0. So it's another tick in the box for the Cowley brothers and the, the coaching department and the players as well. So that's that's excellent. Was, Ke- was Kellerus's excuse uh, not playing so often recently to the... Uh, to the understudy of Ben Hamer. I know. I saw a lot of town fans tweeting that the only thing Huddersfield should have done when they actually got rid of Ben Hamer was put a clause in his contract that he had to play against Huddersfield Town, which which made me smile a little <laughs> bit. But he's, um, I think he's done all right there, Ben Hamer, to be fair, and hopefully he gets a move in the summer and that'll be best for everybody, I think. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, moves afoot, uh, last week, Cosy, you weren't here, but your, your mate Lee Bromby got the uh, new director of football yeah. job. Me and you both know Lee to some extent. Yeah, can I just put in there? But I just want to mention that. Could anyone believe them comments from Craig Ramage, who's now being sacked as BBC Radio Derby's uh, summariser? I could not. Do you know what, Cosy? Well, let's, let's stop it there. And what we'll do is we'll introduce this week's Danger Zone. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. <laughs> Absolute danger, this fella. Revving up your engine, listen to a howl and roar. Is it Jan Sievert in the crowd, a possible David Wagner successor? Metal on detention, begging you to touch and go. Send out Patrick Davidson to find out. Highway to the danger zone. Max Saggers, Whopper. Right into the danger zone. Adrian Durham. Absolute whopper. You can't tell me Eddie Howe won't be keeping tabs on us. Hashtag SWFC. Because I've watched your match of the day, and trust me, I think you might as well take up archery at times. 
golden parachute cap. I'll take you right into the danger zone. Piss off Huddersfield. How dare you? How actually dare you? Cosy, take it away. It's all yours. This week's danger zone. Incredible uh, <laughs> incident on on Saturday. So I think it was. Am I right? Like, you know, fill me in if I'm wrong here. But it wasn't on live radio. It was a podcast that they did, wasn't it? Uh, some post match thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. In fact, let me get the quotes because I don't want to be quoting something that's uh, not. So it was surrounding the attitudes of yeah. So the, the demographic yeah. of player, wasn't it? So it kind of kind of went viral a bit on Sunday. Derby County's. Uh, Player Max Lowe, and he was shocked by comments from Craig Ram- Ramage on BBC Radio Derby that suggested young black lads should go back to basics working hard. Incredible comments, really. And uh, he was kind of saying, obviously, there's you know been a lot in the news and some real shocking incidents in kind of this country with the racist uh, kind of you know things that we've seen. And for him to come out that, one, yeah, I think the worst thing about it for me, I don't know what you saw, Matt, but I think his apology made it made it even worse. Did you? It was almost like, <laughs> like he said, the, these these are, these were my comments, but not my thoughts. And it's like, yeah, it's what? like, what it's, are you, you trying to say? You wouldn't yeah. say it if you didn't think. I think sometimes people say things and get muddled and come across wrong, but I don't really see how we could interpret that any other way than being a being a sort of racist and negative comment to a, a demographic of people. I just, uh, I, th- I think what he was saying was that sort of the young black players yeah, are kind of flash tweet, out yeah. there or something. I yeah. would like to reinforce that this area in no way reflects my personal views. What? But it was his personal comment. What? <laughs> yeah, absolutely shocking. But obviously, yeah, Derby fans won't be hearing him, him on the radio again. But he's just, honestly, it's just shocking, really. It's just thought, it's just stupid. And, 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 and BBC, initially BBC Derby just edited it out, mm. which seemed really poor. And, and then they sacked him. And it's like... <laughs> I don't really know what they what they should do in that situation. You know, it's, it's kind of if you keep it in, it's there, and it's you kind of they're, then they're being accused of not acting on it. And then they then they kind of edited it, and the editing is so seamless; it makes mine look ridiculous. There's ridiculous one thing I look. kind of want to move on from from the danger zone. So Matt Glennon, right? And I know you'll divide opinion on him. People will be saying this and that. When I'm, you I'm when you watch the live game with his commentary at the same time, because it's different. When you when you've yeah. kind of not got the TV, you're thinking, ah. Oh, you know, sometimes we, we get it, to think about things. Yeah, honestly, he's so accurate, and he and he calls the game so well. It, it is pretty amazing, and that's why. I mean, he was. He only gets one look at it. He said that that statement for me, that's a penalty. You know, we had a look, the one on the Wednesday night, and obviously we didn't get him. But he's really good at what it is, and I, I honestly, he, we're lucky to have such a good summariser. I think on, on Radio Leeds, he's really good, and he doesn't. You know, an opinion he's. He'll say it and that as well. We're, we've got a good and obviously there's. It, 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 it divides, I've seen it on Twitter. It divides opinion a little bit, but I I, th- I think he's mm. all right, mate. I, I, I think there's there's only really sort of two major things I've ever disagreed with what he said on there. One of them was uh, when he was constantly going about Mark Hudson over Michael Heffler at the start of the 60s, mm. 17 season. But that's like almost four years. ago. I think there's one thing that you can say though and that Van La Parra is, is after the game, sometimes yeah, we it maybe has an agenda with one or two guys, and I think you know Van La Parra, the famous guy, but. As because watch the last three four games going on the video or live and and watched a lot of it in Spain on the, on the eye follow, he's really good. He calls a game really well. Yeah, all right. It might be a little bit one or two things after that you don't agree with him, but he's good at what he does. He's goalkeepers, mate. We're good at watching yeah. the game. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nice one, Mister Glennon. Uh, obviously, distance from the danger zone there. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, we'll talk about the change. So 
just going on to it, but uh, Lee Bromby, someone I went to school with, uh, you know him well. You know yeah. the Bromby. We know, we both know of of uh, Carol and uh, and Dave Bromby. Nice family, really nice family. Lee's got the job. We wish him the best of luck uh, going forward in that role. He's been replaced by Emmy Humphreys. Um, there's not a lot really we can probably go into at the minute, but Emmy Humphreys is uh, a former analyst. I think he was an analyst. Man United thought he was good enough to take him into the one of the best academies in in Europe. So that's obviously a feather in. Emir's hat there that Man United thought he was good enough to be headhunted uh, to bring him in, which is obviously uh, shows uh, he's got a lot of uh, good points. Uh, and then he's come back as the head of recruitment uh, last year, I think. He'd, he'd been helping Lee a little bit. so uh, And he's been rewarded for his hard work with, with going into the academy. The academy at the minute... Uh, is uh, I think there's a lot of games going on in Scotland. Uh, one or two probably don't really want to talk about. The results weren't great, but uh, but that's the thing. It's not always about results in in the academy system. It's about bringing players through, and it's about trying to develop them in different ways. And and it's it's hard to kind of look beyond results sometimes. So when the team gets beat seven one by Hibernian, for example, and then you look a little bit closer into that Hibernian team, and it's got the ex Hibs captain who's in his 30s in there. There's someone else in the 30s. The guy who's got three or four goals. He's playing first team football uh, in the division below or division below that. And all of a sudden, and then and then you realise he's up against a 16-year-old defender. And then all of a sudden you start to think, oh, okay, that 16-year-old defender will learn so much coming up against a 32-year-old in, in, in midfield. It's almost like the old reserves in a lot of ways. Uh, but anyway, the point really that I want to make is is really that uh, Emmy Humphreys comes with a good pedigree, uh, wishing the best of luck, and hopefully it's a, it's a great move for the academy. So good luck, Emmy, and good luck, Lee, in, in the new roles. Yeah, and I was surprised, did you, Ant, with the appointment? It came a bit of of the blue, and and to be honest, obviously a big friend of Lee's and, and what have you, but I, you can understand why some people will If you can't get him on this podcast now. Well, I might not have to <laughs> if I've got to say this, but you can understand why some people would say cheap appointment, though, can't you? Yeah, because it, of look what we've had any before. Inter- any internal appointment people do yeah. automatically think that, don't they? I think so, but it's yeah. I must admit, obviously, kind of going back a few years, knowing him, I never thought it'd be kind of what's his official title, not director of football, it's head of head of football operations, operations which encompasses yeah. a number yeah. of different roles. And and to be fair, when when I went to school with Lee, he was tend to tend to be in the top classes, so you know, right. I must admit, I can't believe he's been there for six years. It's got time seems to fly and that as well. Yeah, but yes, yes. Nath, what did you think? Did you, were you surprised with the appointment? Because obviously it was a bit of a shock. Uh, you know, we're losing David yeah. Webb and then then Lee just all of a sudden is kind of promoted. I think it has been a bit of a, a whirlwind change from the top, like you say. And I, I know you were speaking about on, on the last pod about David leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people here, yeah, like you say, might think Lee is a, is a cheap option, but from my point of view, they probably see it as a somebody who, who's in-house, somebody who already knows the process, somebody who may or may have not been involved in January have just gone. So if we can see the long-term benefits and then obviously having them here as the, as the new academy manager come what may, he's, he's it may all, all work out fine. Yeah, he's connected it. I think a lot of it's about football connections. And one thing Lee Bromby, one person who Lee Bromby will know is Aidy Boothroyd, for example, who's the England under-21 coach. So that's a handy in that he's got there, you know, having yeah. played under him at Watford. Um, yeah. I think Lee was very much the main driver of a lot of, not so much the decision to change the academy, but a, the change. I think Lee drove most of that change. Um, so that's that's also part of the role of head of football operations to drive those changes. So he's he's obviously driven changes within the football club and showed an aptitude to be able to do uh, aspects of the role. Uh, you know, it's not always about 
going out and signing players. And by the sounds of it, the, the Cowleys want to do more of that anyway than than what uh, the head of football operations would generally do, like a Stuart Webber would have done, for example. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes a lot of yeah. sense in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Lee how Lee gets on in, in that role. Uh, just talking about the sort of transfers as well. And one one thing that that I saw when the Cowleys first came, they came and watched a, uh, the first game they went to watch was a, a youth game for Huddersfield that was at the stadium. I can't quite remember who it was, who it was against, but one one person sat with them was their uh, chief scout of Lincoln City. So if, he fit, if he's going to fit into a role at Huddersfield Town, I don't think anything's come up, but he looked to be sat with them anyway, or whether he could have been sat doing a different job completely for Lincoln City, but... You know, he was sat with them. So whether he's going to take on more of a role in the summer, who knows? So, well, I think everything will unfold and everything will sort of sort itself out in the summer and then we'll see see what happens when that comes around. I couldn't believe uh, Saturday. So we're up there. We've got a good point at Derby. Happy days. So, yeah, Fulham will beat and Barnsley and put the uh, pressure on Leeds. And, yeah, Luton have one away. So they're not going to get... It's incredible. In it, it's abs- I don't know. This the is when they start fighting, isn't it? The teams at the bottom all of a sudden just find something don't they oh. and they go right we better frame ourselves now and well, our good friend Stephen Chicken I don't know if anyone saw that little graph he put on and that as well because <laughs> I think this is the ultimate kiss of death isn't it because I think no, at, at this stage I think it's with 13 games so I could be totally wrong here 13 games to go anyone who's been five points ahead of the uh, the, the danger zone I don't know what we could call it that the drop zone has, has never gone down <laughs> Yeah. I think I can't remember what his graph for the last oh. ten years. So, yeah. but I'm still but scared. He did, he did caveat that with anybody who's been more than five points adrift has gone down. Right, <laughs> right. So, he's just edging his so, best. Yeah. Then, yeah. So there's a caveat there. So, but there's yeah. still a lot of work to do, isn't there? There is. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Nath, obviously, you've, you've seen relegation seasons before at Huddersfield because he always says this doesn't feel like a relegation oh, season. And I'm hundred percent with him. I'm but, just thinking of Delroy crying and Nico Vassen and. <laughs> Curtis Woodhouse and that felt, oh. that felt a bit like a actually oh. no actually Lou McCary turned it around didn't he that didn't yeah. we thought we were going to escape but the Wadsworth season that felt like a relegation season yeah. for Brentford at home in the first game but you'll have obviously seen that Nathan. does this feel like a relegation season to you? It doesn't and, and whilst I think if we get our, get us act together we'll have enough to stay up I, I'm, I've been a town fan I've always got that caution to the wind side of me and Best way. Like you say, yeah, best way. I think we will stay up, but we'll make we'll, we'll make it hard for ourselves. There's no doubt about that. I think the only thing is, is uh, we've. Got, I mean, depends how you look at them, and we've got Wigan and uh, Luton coming to our stadium. Charlton's very soon. And Charlton's yeah, next uh, Saturday, yeah, week on Saturday, and that as well. And they're, I mean, Charlton's different because they're, they're similar to us. They can't just seem to pull away from it, and I think. Like Wigan and Luton, they're going to be buoyed because a lot of people will have said they're finished, especially when Windass went to Sheffield and, uh, you know, Luton haven't won an away game for all season, 66 goals conceded, but they have nothing to lose really. And I think, I'm just glad that, I, I, the good thing with us, I think we've got a good experience, haven't we, that people have been there like, yeah. you know, like I say, King, Simpson, Stearman. So if we had a kind of a few kids and what have you, that's not been through and seen it and done it, but... It's all right talking about it. We've just got to do it. But it's just weird every time we seem to get, I think we've been seven points cleared out of it, aren't we? We just get dragged back in. Yeah. And, uh, we're going a silly run where we'd lose yeah. two out of three, don't we? And then all of a sudden we drag back in and then we'll win a couple. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like we're away and then it's back. And Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, classic case there. They're back with us now. And about yeah, just after they beat us at Christmas, they went on a run of three or four in a row. And they got to like 13th, 14th and there were seven points off the playoffs. And they're back in now. And it's just, it's, it's, 
I, I keep saying it's a rubbish league in terms of quality, but in terms of excitement and topsy turvy, it's brilliant. You know, it's when Stoke battles on New Year's Day and and they were awesome, didn't they? I thought they'd be up now, pulled away by now, and they'd be low us again. And what a result! Yeah, Saturday, two down at QPR, sorry, two up at QPR, and end yeah, up getting beaten for two and that as well. But yeah, I th- the good thing is we're playing well. I think we're playing some, and we're playing some nice football and pleasing on the ice. So lots of renewals have come out this week, and I'm hoping that will. And maybe one or two of kind of maybe thinking. Have you renewed yet? And tweeted about it. I, I don't have Facebook, Instagram about. It. I went there today. <laughs> I went there today, and it was absolutely freezing. It asked stadium went wind whips in. It's freezing, isn't it? I know. I could have clicked on the top as well. It's yeah, but, but no, I'd, I'd like to think at that price we'll get uh, you know kind of a lot of people sticking with the team and that yeah, as well. It, I think they deserve it. The, the club deserve it. Yeah. Don't they? they deserve the, the benefit of the doubt, and you can see everything's changed. You know. The football's changing; it's getting better, and you know, hopefully, people stay with us, and and that's that's obviously very important yeah. as well. So, uh, moving on to Swansea on Saturday, it's a long way to to Swansea uh, to the uh, what's the stadium called now? It's the Ospreys play there as well, don't they? The rugby uh, union. Is it called Liberty Stadium? Yeah, Liberty Stadium. Yeah, you were in there first, right? Liberty Stadium, but I can't remember if they've got a sponsor or anything. But yeah, so it's a long way. I've got bad memories of going to. To Swansea, which we won't go into yeah. now, went to on, into it on another podcast. But Let's do some research here. So, Matt, they have a third worst form team in the division, which is Swansea. absolutely pointless. Reading this out, their goalkeeper's had a weekend. shocker lately, uh, Freddie Woodman, and they're all they're all on yeah. the back at the minute. Honestly, that's a game. Why not? Three points. Why not? God, do you remember some classic? We used to have some classic games with Swansea. Do you remember sort of two thousand mid sort of yeah. two thousand? I remember going there with Jacko and Kenny Jacket. They had a bit of an issue, didn't they? There were the, there was some bad blood between them, and we beat them. I think it was live on Sky Martin McIntosh. Did yeah, you get no, it? No, it was too old. I, I watched two, that. Two, in, sorry, yeah. I watched that in Sports Bar in Leeds and we had like our own little table. It was on one of the small screens. They had rugby league on. Yeah. And it was a Friday night or something, wasn't it? And then uh yeah, I think we had did we have Dan Smith. Do you remember Dan Smith? <laughs> that Sunderland sort of guy yeah. who was too weak to play left yeah. back and he was too Not slow to play left wing. Yeah. But he could cross a ball and I think he, he whipped a couple of corners in, didn't we? And Danny Schofield, I think, got one. And Martin McIntosh, who looked a million dollars in the championship this season before he signed for us. And then as soon as he signed for us, he looked, well, <laughs> age caught up with him <laughs> very quick. And we gave him a two-year deal. But he, uh, when he was fit, he was very good, but we could never get him fit, sadly. But yeah, two all. There's, there's been some classics with Danny Adams marching Lee Trundle off the pitch. I remember I remember playing at the Vetchfield, and was it you and Robert scoring once in a 1-0? And they used to have Roger Freestone, and then obviously there's the game at Wembley, which yeah. went to penalties. Andre well. Ayo, he's always had a bit of a uh, scourge on us, you know. He's always seems to have done good player, a good game. Yeah, but they've got some good players. Wayne La- La- Routledge, Gallagher, I liked it. Uh, it was yeah, Southampton, really Conor Gallagher, the yeah, Nats, well, a good player. Didn't he? Well, you know what? The way they defended, I watched that game last week, Hull. Let's hope they play like that against us. But that Gallagher's an interesting one because they, they took him. Sam Gallagher, not Connor Gallagher. Yeah, it's uh, sorry, Connor. Connor. Gallagher, yeah, it's yeah. Connor. Connor yeah, he yeah, was yeah. at Charlton earlier this season, and Chelsea took him away from Charlton and gave him to Swansea. And there's obviously Rian Brewster, you know, who we thought we had, but obviously ended up not signing for yeah. us. Uh, the, 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 there's a Kosovo international as well, a midfielder who's a decent player. I can't remember his name, and they've got Jan Dander, who's who's a good young player at Liverpool as well. So they've got quite a lot of. Decent young players. They just can't Swansea. get in that six, though. They've flirted a bit. Sheffield Wednesday are dropping like a stone, but they, 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 Swansea have never kind of got in there, have they? They've just kind of yeah, floated they out. Dra- they beat Leeds, didn't they? they? They had a bit of a smash and grab at the start of the season, and then they were up yeah. there, weren't they? And then they've just kind of slowly sort of tailed off. Well, again, I think we can go down there and win. Why not? We're playing well. We are playing well. Even if the results are kind of still win, draw, loss, it's kind of up and down. Why yeah. not? It's funny how a, res- how a good result changes you. 
you sort of yeah. outlook, is it? Because after after Cardiff, I was like, oh, we'll go to Derby. We'll probably lose. If Derby, yeah, I didn't think we played. Derby score first. We'll probably lose. Yeah. And then, but obviously they scored first and yeah. we didn't lose. And and now we've got a good point against Derby. And I'm, th- I'm sat there going, do you know what? I fancy to go there and win 2-0. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how a good result completely changes A few changes options you. now. And obviously, you know, is Mooney you know, going to come back? Is he going to give Campbell, certainly ex, ex-Swansea, sorry, ex-Cardiff, so he might mm. get on, on his back out there and he might be up for it. But why not? I think you know, I'm optimistic, me, for Saturday. Watch, we'll get absolutely back now. But <laughs> yeah. could What about you, Nath? What would you do? Because Emil Smith-Rose, obviously... Ready to come back in, isn't he? Uh, Carl and Grant should be fit as well. Do you kind of stick or twist? I think he'll probably twist back to what we had before before playing Derby. I think he'll want to reintroduce him, Emil Rowe-Smith. I mean, having looking, looked at Swansea's recent results, I think they've won two in the last nine. Um, Charlton and I think Wigan, both at home. So they've been a bit iffy and, and drawn quite a lot recently and if you remember from the other week, they had that big four-four with Hull. So it's a beauty that. Yeah. Like, like I say, like I say, there's there's plenty of optimism and plenty of chances there for us to go and go and grab three. Right, I've already gone and given us the kiss of death by saying we'll win two 0 What about you guys? Two-one town, we're going to win, and that as well. And maybe Colin Quanner might be part of the plans oh, a bit Chef more. Cock. I think he's playing. For, <laughs> I think he's playing for the uh, EDT, EDT, isn't he? EDT. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool against Liverpool. It's an option, though, isn't it? It's an option. <laughs> you know, it, I, almost, yeah, I totally forgot about him, to there's, be honest. There's a lot yeah. of arguments in, about Kachunga still, isn't there? It's like, should he, shouldn't he play? And Colin Quanner just comes and gives you a different option. He's, he's similar in a lot of ways in that he'll, he'll run all day up and down the flank. He's not going to whip a quality cross into the box, same as Kachunga, but... He can pop up in decent areas and do things, you know, can quite, he can lift his head and he can, he's good at lifting his head when he's in a wide position and finding a man in the box. It's one of his, one of his strengths, Colin. And obviously Sheffield Wednesday found that out, didn't they? When we, when we knocked them out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. Tuesday night, Bristol City, Naki Wells is back. Oh, don't, don't give us the jinx, Colin. <laughs> I, I, I think Bristol City have kind of got... I don't rate Lee Johnson at all. So I can't stand the bloke. I Sorry if you're listening, Lee. <laughs> I, I think he's a bit of a fraud, yeah. to be honest. I don't think he's that good. I think a decent manager would have had Bristol City in the playoffs the last three years running uh, with the players they've had. I, when you think some of the managers that have been moved on, he seems to kind of stay yeah, there. But. I'm not a big fan. They it, it kind of go through funny spells. I, I think very beatable. Because it just depends if they turn up. They, they kind of turn up and don't turn up against teams to Bristol City like Leeds they never turn up against Leeds under no Lee you reckon Johnson. that they were ill well obviously yeah, no better than us there was some sickness in the camp it Jack Hunt's there he, he, didn't, he didn't start last week uh, but Bristol City oh. seemed to Lee Johnson and Bristol City just seem to have something over us down, mostly mm. at Ashton Gate they beat us 5-2 earlier this season we're at 5-2 and then 4-0 yeah. the year we went up didn't they we were awful that day weren't we? they loved beating us down there yeah, yeah the at, thing is though if, if they're to get in the six they're going to have to come to God I sound like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Keegan gonna, they're gonna I have would to love go, it <laughs> but they're going to have to come and try and win aren't they I mean the games are running out if they're serious I mean I mean, probably before Saturday, they might, if they could have won at Leeds or Drew they might have thought they got get top two they but get, yeah, they they've got to come and uh, it's not Conceivable that they'll, you know, they could not do it, but I'd, I expect them to be really positive, which could help us because we can maybe play on the break. And I think yeah. that's what we're at our best, to be honest with you, when we're good on the counter, aren't we? Yeah, it's a midweek take. game. They've got it's not. It doesn't really count. In days gone by, a midweek game, Bristol to Huddersfield, they'd have travelled on the bus, got off the bus, got changed, got on the pitch, and got the bus back, wouldn't they? But obviously now you get your five star stay over the day before. Nice meals, training. So it, obviously, it's not as yeah. not as important maybe as what it once was. You know, oh, points! I'm, I'm set. Colin, four points. These next four two points. games. 
Yep, it's happening. Do you know if we get seven points in this I'm, week, I would be absolutely delighted. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a caution and say maybe five. Just because I don't want to get too carried away with myself. Like Nathan says, you've got to just rein yourself in sometimes as a town fan, aren't you? It is, because <laughs> obviously, you know, I mentioned it before, but you're going to concentrate on our performances, but, you know, Luton uh, will be buoyed. Barnsley will be buoyed from that. They'll be thinking, right, we could still yeah. stop up. There's work to do. Barnsley have got some good players. Yeah. Carly Woodrow's a good player. Mm. He's got he's got about 15 goals this season, and Barnsley are in the bottom three. You know, yeah. it's it, some of the penalties, yeah, fair enough, but Carlin Grant's got, what, 13? He's he's doing he's doing bits. Carly Woodrow's doing bits, and they've got some yeah. good players. Jacob Brown's decent. Barnsley are that they're adrift, but they're not finished. And Wigan, Wigan, they've got some good players. They've got some bad ones. We've got some good ones, and Charlton as well. That they're all they've all got good and bad players down there, and it just depends who plays. It depends if they can get the best out of what they've got, and it's like almost like saying that we're the best team win, isn't it? But mm. we've got enough to get out of that. I'm pretty confident. Definitely the beauty of the championship, gents. Exactly. Uh, good time to finish. I think that one. It's been been nice to have you, Nate. Thanks for coming on this late night. Always Thank like you a late, for night, late night booty call. Late wasn't night, it, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> but sat there I'm going to sing this out anyway. Mate. I want to sing the Tuffalo song out in it. Before we before we do that, I just want to say, uh, hey baby, <laughs> ooh, ah, I want to know Harry Tuffalo. It's back. He's back, Michael Baldley. Thanks again for uh, to uh, Magic Rock for sponsoring us. Thanks for everybody who sent in their comments. Thank you, Nate, for coming on the podcast this week. And uh, we've also signed uh, Terry a blog to uh, write for Andy Takes That Chance this week as well. So he'll be dipping in with a, a story or two every now and then. So uh, keep tuned for the website and we'll, we'll hopefully come back to you next week. Uh, Hope the town. Come on there, Terry. Is. Whoa, what a night. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, 
They are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.